the sun, the soaring sun of Elvis Presley goes up into the sky. And then what happens to Elvis? The same thing that happens to every star that soars so high is they go, they like get super coked out and totally addicted on all kinds of drugs. Yeah. And then they end up just like laying on their bathroom floor with vomit all over and suicidal and on the front of tabloids. And that always happens. So part of the, this American star hero, the, this, the, the American ego thing, part of that is the, the meteoric rise and the meteoric fall. But why do you think everyone does this fall? Right, that's the, that's the important question. Coming all the way from Minneapolis to Washington, D.C., we now bring you Enter the Freud. Warning, this is for entertainment purposes only. It is no way medical advice. Listen at your own risk. The Hollywood thing has spread across the globe. And, sure. and America is known, like the dudes in Kuala Lumpur, they know of America, I think because of like a Hollywood ego that America has created. Definitely. Whether that's, um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio or whether it's Michael Jackson or whether it's Gloria Estefan, Gloria Estefan, or whether it's, uh, Tupac or Jay-Z. Yeah. All of that, I believe, is like a Hollywood ego attitude that America invented. It's a psychology that sprouted up out of America. And it's maybe like, we think that America invented like the iPhone or America invented the automobile. But I think maybe the Hollywood ego is our number one American invention. It's the export, the biggest export biggest for export, sure. Right. And it's what we're most known for, almost. Absolutely. And even, like, if you see American tourists and everyone hates American tourists, it's in part because they have a little bit of the Hollywood ego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's I true. think that well, listen, ego thing. Back, back in the day when I was at, like, hills like this in India, and you would literally, like, come across people who would then kind of act out something from an American film. And that's why I mentioned Gloria Estefan, is because... There was a song of hers. I don't even know which one it was because uh, this is in the 80s, right? I think it was she somehow there was a guy in the song that goes, oh, hey, oh, hey. Yeah. Oh, hey, oh, <laughs> and, right. and dude, I remember being like I climb up in the hills in India and some Indian dude would come out over the thing and be like, oh, hey, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and then his friend, his friend way over there would be like, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> dude, I'm talking. I'm, this is like we're into places where there's They've no. Never even seen a white person. There's no electricity. They've never seen a white person for real. Yeah. In in like per like we'd they'd see us and they'd come up and be like American man, <laughs> America, America, so pop, so people and they think that's English. That's how they like imitate English. Yeah, you know how so Americans are racist if you make fun of, if you if, if you, you say Chinese like something sing sa sa. Yeah, that's racist, <laughs> right? right? Well, they oh, were doing that in English. The American or, or foreigners, and it, this happens in di each people hear it differently, but 
Indians, when they would pretend to be American, they'd be like, hey, American guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my that, God. That's so interesting that other people are just the same racist as we are. <laughs> everyone makes fun of everyone else's language. Yeah. And I've never heard that that's how English sounds in the Himalayas. <laughs> <laughs> that is English. And but it's so it's really fascinating because that that was the 80s. And then came the visual of Baywatch. Oh. Baywatch was incredible how much that but Baywatch I, really invaded the Himalayas with its visuals. Uh-huh. Right? When by the time people had TV because of course it's like one guy in a, a hill station somewhere has a TV and and it was broadcast to the point where you know the antenna TV would pick it up and so then People anywhere, I mean, this must have happened. This could, I'm only saying India because I saw it, but it got, had to be the entire globe yes. was seeing this. Yes. And it's just the most extravagant human beings as, as, as it's portrayed in this thing. Yes. Which, you know, the, the Baywatch problems. Totally. And so then I, I guess if, you, if you're trying to look at what happened to the export of the what were you calling The American it? ego export. <laughs> right. You're in the Himalayas, and what export made it there? The Baywatch thing, which, again, that's the same thing. There's, there's something, it's not, it's the American ego. Part of it is, like, the beauty of the individual. Like, look at how beautiful and majestic and kingly and hot the individual human is. I think that's an American invention. Yeah, well, I, it might be. It, I don't know or, if it or is. Or they borrowed it, or or we perfected it. I, well, we and, and the Hollywood thing, and something about. I bet cameras were invented in America. I don't know if that's true, but just the camera and the Hollywood thing and the like lights on you, and I got a camera on you, and you stand there like, <laughs> I am American. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can see that show is so obsessed with body image, though, right? Running down the beach and the dudes are like hunky. Totally. And then the ladies are deadly. But, but, isn't, but that, in Hollywood, I think that's part of the, the psychology thing I'm trying to get to. Is there something? It's like this dude, he never becomes a Hollywood star. That guy. <laughs> hey, I'd like to audition for the role for Baywatch. He doesn't. You never see him in Hollywood. You see this dude. <laughs> I'd like. I'm here for the audition, and that dude gets the role, right? And you see, there's a difference. I think after this, you should go audition for some, <laughs> like literally some fucked up part. You should go audition in, like. But in okay, so in the difference between those two guys, there's a psychological difference, and yeah. this theory that I'm putting forth is this thing yeah. is like there's something essentially American. And that it, that's like the that's like a psychological invention out of Hollywood, yeah. and we've exported it across the world. And now everyone does it, yeah. And now it's like this new thing, but it's a new way of being in the world. And and what is that thing? And this here's this theory I have. Well, and again, it's kind of like the way I've come to this theory is you look at the different people that have that have been selected at the audition, and they have a certain quality that this guy doesn't have. But this dude has it. And when I think, I don't really know if I can pin historically, but the person I'm going to use who is the first obvious portrayal of that, I'll say, is Elvis Presley. Oh, okay. Maybe my theory, if I'm still blind, is that before Elvis Presley 
it wasn't so much a thing. And then Elvis did this thing of just like, look at me in my individualistic grandness and sexuality and handsomeness and voice. And I'm just like, gonna, and also it's like this solar plexus thing. Like the solar plexus is this term that there's a sun in each of us and like the ultimate Hollywood star and just shines that thing. And the brighter you can shine that thing, the more likely you're going to be a star. And Elvis kind of was like, oh, wow, I'm going to do this thing no one else has done before. He he shines this thing. He also shines this thing in a way that no one else had done before. And it's like... There. What what happened? When when do you get Marlon Brando and then you get like James Dean and there's that like classic good looking dude who's like. But those were, I think all, I think it was invented around that time. Okay. And you know, John Wayne and, but that was, it was invented around that time. I think Elvis, Elvis was before James Dean. I I think Elvis was around the time of Marlon Brando, but it's kind of like America had like discovered this thing and it was that thing. Right. Yeah, I am. And it's a new psychology. And here's my theory about what it is. And it's related to the American dream, which is we were talking in Washington, D.C. Is that, um, well, imagine, imagine when you were like 16 in high school or whatever it was. And there's like the most popular guy or you meet some guy and he's got, and you're like, oh my God, that's the coolest guy ever. Absolutely. And you want to like be his buddy. Absolutely. And it's because he has some power or some energy that's just like, wow, that guy's going somewhere or that, that guy's something. Yeah. And so then those guys have that, but then people like Elvis Presley or Marlon Brando, they have the most of all. Yeah, and, yeah, and that energy—it's a psychological thing. Yeah, and them, they—they as an individual, they're tapped into something, right? Yeah, and it's—it's it's like, in—it's like the infinite or immortality or the sun or or like a god. They're, they're like tapped into like godlikeness. They're kind of like, I am Apollo. It's kind of like in the way they move in the world, they kind of feel like they are Apollo. And it's it's like a transcendent thing, I think. Man, I seriously thought when you went like this to the sun you were about to do, I said, Island boy! Island boy! So Island, you know that one? The TikTok show? Yes. Fuck! Those island boys? <laughs> they don't have this thing I'm talking about. <laughs> no! They don't. I think that, th- that so that brings us to like the peak of Hollywood, which then it, as there's this rise that you're pointing to the origin of it and it reaches some kind of a peak and then somewhere it started to not be the pinnacle yeah, right. as video games start to make significantly more money than them as other industries start to take off, leaving Hollywood somewhat today, not in its same height and glory. No, there's, well, there still are some of these stars, but now there's a bunch of other stars like the Island Boys, or now there are like dorky, geeky, or tortured or depressed stars. And that's another new invention. Yeah. But for a while, through the 40s, 50s, 60s, it mostly was just these Elvis Presley people I'm talking about. Maybe even through the 90s. Yeah. Right? And now more recently, there's like almost like if I'll, I'll use the term hipster, like the hipster thing start or maybe Gen Xers first did it this like ironic depressed James Dean maybe was actually the first one he kind of combined those two things the Elvis like beauty and power 
and the angsty teenager yeah. who was suicidal. Yeah, yeah, he did kind of. He kind of got that thing in a way that previous stars hadn't done that. Yeah, nice. But yeah, the the when you when you talk about the like there's this uh, arc the sun, the soaring sun of Elvis Presley goes up into the sky. And then what happens to Elvis? The same thing that happens to every star that soars so high is they go, they like get super coked out and totally addicted on all kinds of drugs. Yeah. And then they end up just like laying on their bathroom floor with vomit all over and suicidal and on the front of tabloids. And that always happens. So part of the, this American star hero the this the the american ego thing part of that is the the meteoric rise and the meteoric fall but why do you think everyone does this fall right that's the that's the important question yeah because look if if it somehow like the kid that's in high school that that somehow says shit that's right that's funny or is is really cool and then you and then all the other kids want to wear the shirt that he's wearing all the other kids start to to dress how he's dressing well that's kind of a it, a, it's an infectious type of an attitude totally. or a presentation, right? Yeah. And then you point out this, like, the, a lot with your posturing and stuff about this other phenomenon. But then it's like, well, what is it? What is it that happens to that high school kid that was really cool? And then later you find out. And this is the darker part that I'm that I, that I think is today's like serious plight of 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 anxiety, depression, and, and confusion is just like, well, you can kind of maintain that stardom and coolness for a second. Yep. And then something happens and then there's this horrendous fear of what is known to happen is the kid that was really cool in high school later on you see him and what is he now always the super coolest most popular kid in high school is always just like total fat loser poor and yes. and to and to medicate his suffering of of his disgust with his self, he has to medicate with lots of beer, which just makes him even more of a slob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. The hunger for recognition it may that makes me think of this American ego thing, and it makes me think of selfies. And Instagram, oh, yeah. and how our country's just become like ravenous for recognition for looking cool, yeah, yeah. and it's just like has taken over the whole social media thing, and and it's and taken over everyone. Like constantly, you're around and you're seeing people selfie, selfie, selfie. You know, yeah. Or two assholes standing on the fucking bluff right here in front of the Hollywood sign, talking <laughs> about shit about how oh uh, other other people try to look cool, they try to stand like this and look cool, but we're gonna psychoanalyze them, and that's gonna make us even look cooler. <laughs> <laughs> That, that was awesome. That was fucking awesome. That was so meta, meta, meta. <laughs> um, but the record, I think they humans just want endless recognition. And it's just back to the balloon just inflating too much and inflating too much. Right. And I, it's so stupid for us to then pretend, oh, we should stop it. What? Who's going to go around and tell people that like way up in the fucking Himalayas or wherever? I don't know why. I'm, I'm going to stop going there. But this is reminding you of being in the Himalayas. <laughs> it kind of, it does. It's strange. But like the, the, if there's some kind of a way that you're going to like end in a, in a, in a return, a deflating of the balloon. What if we just accept that shit right now? 
where it's like, oh, okay, well, with the same intensity, there's a drive towards this extreme recognition, whether even if it's just like, suppose, what if you're slumdog millionaire, some dude who grows up in a, in a, uh, you know, in the slums, slums, whatever. Uh, and then you're trying to figure out, well, they need recognition too. Yeah. They must receive some form of recognition or this, oh. what happens to the self. Although I think that this, what I keep saying is the invention of the American ego. Let's rewind the clock 200 years. Okay. I don't think those people needed recognition. It, that wasn't a need that existed before this ego thing. I will up. seriously argue that with you. You think so? Yeah, I, 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 I like 10,000 years ago, you think I, they still needed I, it? I think this is somehow evolutionarily important and I can't figure out what it is. But you, you imagine those like indigenous hunter gatherer people, you think the same thing? I think the ones who could fucking hunt and kill the best got like better recognition. They were able to then be selected as a better mate, procreate more, which then it kind of it takes this story a little bit of a different direction of like, well, your mate selection increases significantly because but in, in case this is kind of off topic, but half the people who ever existed, half the men who ever existed throughout the history of time never procreated just because of the way social um, and or mate selection happens. Half the dudes born on, on into this time never had a kid. And so yeah. then their genes died yeah, with them. I suppose them. you're right because you, you almost can see the same thing in animals. Like there's these videos I love of, I think they're in Papua New Guinea birds of paradise or something. And the male birds do these like dances <laughs> and they're all competing to be like the Ooh, that's like a TikTok sexiest dance. Look thing. at this TikTok dance. It's, it totally is. The, and the bird, have you seen those? Or they'll do this like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're competing to be like the most American ego thing for the female bird. Dude, that is so crazy. Or like just a lion who has the biggest mane or they fight, you know? Yeah. Or I heard this thing, this critique of um sea elephants and that the male sea elephants through evolution have gotten so big that they can't hunt very well yes but they just got big because that was like the coolest thing for the sea elephant ladies <laughs> yeah, yeah but in terms of actual oh, elephant seals oh elephant, yeah, seals. elephant seals elephant seals it's yeah. like evolution there are, there are interesting evolutionary biologists study them because like the the males are really not good at hunting like sur- for survival they're horrible Except for mating. Yeah. Well, dude, okay. So on my way up to San Francisco to go check out schools, I stopped where there was a bunch of elephant seals. Fuck, I don't even know if I should admit this. But I went, <laughs> I, I went down with my dad and I was like, I, can, I bet you I could slap one of them on the ass. They, <laughs> they're like 30 feet long, giant slugs of death. And they battle. They like rear up and they have these tusks and they bite each other, yes. right? So I go into the sand and I, and I practice like how fast I can get away. I'm like, run up and how fast I can get away. And so I'm like, all right, I think I got this. I got this. And I run down to this biggest bull elephant seal you can imagine. And I just whap, hit it on the ass. <laughs> and it literally just soared into the sky, blacked out the sun. It just was like, ah, it was like just, Jurassic Park. Like, dude, and it, and it comes down with the tusk. At you? It, it, yes. I, it was sleeping and I whack it and it just goes, Rah! and so then I'm like, <laughs> running from this thing and it just comes down and I escape its wrath. But it, it was coming at you with a tusk. Dude, yes. It, but, but, but you it, ran fast enough and missed, it missed it you. It was so much faster than its slug light self <laughs> made it appear. 
because it's re it's reflexes, but apparently it can do that. And then it can't like, then it had to lie there and recover. Right. That's what I learned from this evolutionary biologist is that male elephant seals, elephant is that what they're seals. called? That they're really lousy at like hunting and general just efficiency of sur surviving in terms of like eating and metabolism. They're awful. If you get this close, it will kick your ass yeah. though. <laughs> but, but compare, I think the females are like much better, more efficient hunting and metabolically efficient creatures. And the, so the evolutionary biologist is like, what the hell is up with these things? And they discovered it was just a mating thing. That like the bigger, stronger, tougher, fatter you are, the more ladies you get to mate with. And so... Right, so this... Is so back to the American ego thing, those giant fat elephant seals are the American ego problem. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 so the, this ego and or the invention of it isn't American. No. This is deep. It was like invented by a clam <laughs> two billion years ago. <laughs> a clam figured out like, whoa, if I puff myself up a little bit bigger, those lady clams like me. <laughs> Yeah. Ah. yeah, it's true. But so it's funny, though, as it comes into this whole time of what are we at now? Like, because there was this like peak thing of guys like Clooney and or Brad Pitt. There's and it's the same kind of thing as Elvis had, more or less. It's just like the sun shining. And it also feels like you feel like they're a god or they're immortal or they're trans. It's, it's, and you feel like they're headed up to the sun. Yeah. And they are for a long, long time. And then eventually, like the rest of us, they get old if they don't crash. But they, I think um, they almost always crash. But so what is that? What, what would you attribute this to in, in some kind of a mythological sense? Well, the myth like the, yeah, it's an archetypal thing. You see it a lot in mythology. So the, maybe the most famous is Icarus. And yeah. the dad was like, don't fly too high, Icarus, or the sun will burn your wings and you'll fall. And he's like, whatever, look how good I can fly. Soars up. Sun melts his wings, crash, and death. Sea. And there's actually all of these famous, like, 2,000, maybe more-year-old paintings of the fall of Icarus. It's, it was like artists 2,000 years ago were obsessed with the fall of Icarus. There's a lot of famous paintings, and it's the same thing. Just like if we take pictures of uh, Michael Jackson, like, freaking out as Never Neverland, and he's just, like, completely gone. Or, oh, yeah. or even just, like, the Michael Jackson funeral, or the, you know, it's just, like, it's endless, these superstars that crash and burn like Iglis. And then Phaethon was Apollo's son, and he came and was like, Dad, I can fly your sun chariot! Woo-hoo! And boom, crashed and died. Oh, yeah. Um, and so it's just a common archetypal thing. And the general idea in the Greek myths is that the, there's this youthful exuberance where they think, I can do anything. I'm not bound by the laws of gravity. I can soar as high and as fast as I want. And it's a youthful thing. And that's intoxicating. And America loves that. Yeah. But it's naive and it's fantasy. And they don't have the, the like older wisdom of restraint and cautiousness and that there are laws to whatever. And so that they crash and die. And I think psychologically, I think it's what you're saying. This hunger for affirmation knows no bounds. Yeah. And you just need more and more and more. And success, you just need your success and your wealth needs to keep going. And eventually, to keep going, you have to start snorting coke and drinking. It's like that's like the next level of like... Why do you think... suffering. Why do you think you'd have to do that? Like, if, why would you... if 
Well, do you think that the, the delusion or the need to become altered with this, with the use of external substances is a thing that results because you've hit your own actual peak and then because you see the decline coming and you want to avoid the decline, which I don't know, but I think if it's a normal person when you hit a certain age or you, you hit your own success, or suppose you had a benchmark where you're like, oh my God, I want to become a successful doctor. I want to become a successful um, architect or whatever. And so then you, you make your masterpiece. There it is. And then do you think af- after that, then your job is you start to like, you don't know what the next thing is. Yeah. And similar to what we were just talking about, about the midlife crisis. Yeah. It's like humans need a trajectory. We need to be like working towards a goal that's up there. And, you know, your average Joe needs to do because he gets a job and a house and a marriage. And then he reaches the end and it's like, oh, no, there's no. And if you reach the mountaintop, there's no which way to go but down. And George Clooney or maybe George Clooney is maybe not the best example because he didn't seem like he really crashed and burned. No. But but most of the other ones have. Let's back to Elvis Presley, who's a really good example of it. He reached the top and it's like there's no which way for him to go but down. And I think drugs help you avoid the fact there's no which way to go but down. And even the midlife crisis, same kind of thing. When you reach the midlife crisis, you don't know where to go and you start to try to like medicate yourself. We humans, when we are running up a mountain, we're, we're running from demons of painful emotional stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and I, now I don't really know Elvis's biography very well, but it's just such a common thing is they're chasing stardom, not just for chasing stardom, but also to get away from some difficult, painful stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then when you reach the top of the mountain, the, the emotional, scary stuff is catching up on you. But do you even need to know the biography? Because every human being has that. Right. Okay. You, you're not born into this world without yeah. the demons. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you come from. Yeah. Whether you come from like the richest or the poorest, yeah. you're, there is something coming. Yeah. It's, it, it is inevitable. And it, that, that's actually really cool to recognize. And so Elvis, yeah. like he can't just find a new mountain to keep running from his demons. Eventually they're going to catch up with him. And then back to your downward story. And then he's going to topple down. And if we could do a good job at learning that story so our whole culture knows the story of going down, we could all get better at wrestling with our demons and dancing with our demons and and doing that journey better.